Up next, we preview the Farmers Insurance Open at Terry Pines this week. We give you all of our best bets, uh, who we like to win, top 10s, top 20s. We also review the American Express from last weekend where we saw Sibu Kim get his third career win. Get into Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau's inability to win on tour. And we talk about Terrell Hatton, who has the ability to win and is now a top five guy. We also talk about the European tour being infinitely more fun and creative than the PJ tour. Johnny Strauser joins me next. Welcome into another episode of Your Best Bets. It's another week where we have a PJ Tour tournament, but this week it is a sort of an elevated tournament. It feels like a bigger deal than normal. It's in my mind, always been sort of the unofficial start to the season. First of all, we're going to review what we saw in uh, La Quinta, California last week, and we'll also talk about some of the headlines that came out of that event. Joining me to discuss it all, Mr. Johnny Strouser. Johnny, how are we doing tonight? I, uh, we are doing good. Uh, looking forward to talking about this uh, this event coming up here. This is, like you said, the start of the, the tour season here is what it, it generally feels like, and Always love watching this event, and uh, uh, looking forward to talking about it tonight. Yeah, before we get to that, let's let's talk about what we saw this last weekend, where uh, it was uh, it was a shootout going into Sunday, and Sunday it turned into be a four horse race. Uh, we talked about last week how there was going to be uh, scoring, and if you weren't twenty under or better, you weren't going to be in it. That kind of it turned out to be true. I think Saturday's round was a little bit tougher than than you know it normally is. It was cold. There was a little bit of wind, um, so we didn't see the scoring get really ridiculous. But you still had to be 20 to have a chance to win there at the end. Uh, we see Siwoo Kim come out with his third career win. It's his first win since the 17 players. Um, it feels like he's been on tour for a really long time, but he's only 25 years old, and he's uh, like we've talked about before. One of these guys that's been playing since he was 18 out here, and to me, he's he's the ultimate feast or famine guy. Uh, he's either winning or, or right there, or he's he's shooting 84. And <laughs> at this tournament last year, he shot an 80. I think I saw he shot an 86 or 87. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's one of these guys that once he gets dialed in, he he's really good in all facets of the game. We saw it Sunday where um, he didn't miss many shots, and, and when he gets that putter dialed in, he, he – could prove be proven to be uh, pretty tough to beat. Yeah, I think, uh, um, like you said, he, he is one of those those feaster famous guys. And and I, when I saw that he was what twenty five years old, it was like, wait a minute, this guy has been a name here for what seemingly has been for for years and years and years. And and I, I think this is, I mean, he's he's won one players championship, and uh, I mean that is as legit of an event as you can get. Um, in the world, and, and uh, you know, this is the, the third one winning there, and he, he's a good player. And, and, and conversely, though, if things aren't going right, I mean, he's, he's a guy that you don't even want to watch play or anything like that. So 
Um, <laughs> you know, good to see him him play well and, and, and win. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he might be a guy you know to keep an eye on here these next several weeks. That if his his golf swing's working and he's making these putts like he is, he he's a guy who can shoot low round after low round after low round, and a guy that might be good betting on uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, just as some context for his age, uh, Kyle Morikawa is only uh, 20 months older, or I'm sorry, 20 months younger than Siwoo. Um, so he's not that old. Uh, uh, and to kind of give some context what he did uh, Sunday to get his third tour win at age 25, there's only been uh, five other international players in the last 40 years to get three wins at 25 or younger. Rory, Sergio, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, John Rahm, Adam Scott. Uh, so Siwoo joins them. That's a pretty pretty nice class to be in. And uh, before we came on, we were just talking about the fact that uh, since he is um, uh, from South Korea, he, he does have to fulfill a requirement for uh, military commitment. It's a two-year military commitment for uh, any male 18 to 28. So he still has to get that done unless... The only way out is if he wins a medal at the 2021 Olympics. And uh, right now he's he's currently not locked into a slot with South, South Korea. Uh, it's looking like Sunjay M is going to have one of the two spots. So he's got to get on the team first and then uh, play his butt off and medal to avoid military commitment. Um, that's, that's some pressure. That's it, huge pressure. I mean, you know, we talk about pressure for a lot of these – you know American players and whatnot, and it's just you know whether they're going to add a add a title to their uh, you know to their resumes. And this guy's basically playing for you know not his life, but I mean for his his job and and, and the freedom of of do, you know of being able to play golf for two years. Um, Sun Moon Bay um, had to do that as well, didn't he? Win an event prior to his military service? Yeah, he um, did win. I think he did win once. Yeah, so he, he won, and, and I mean, the tour reinstated his, they, they basically paused his his PGA Tour membership, but uh, I remember reading about Bay when he was, um, wherever he was stationed at, he had a set of clubs that he was allowed to keep in his, in the in the barracks or wherever he stayed, and they had a like a driving range mat, and he was hitting to, you know, various targets in a, in a field for two years. I mean, never never played golf at all and and when he came back um he's still not fully back and and you know taking away you know these guys during the prime of their careers i mean this could alter alter them you know quite a bit here so it's a really really big deal for these south koreans to um in, in not only golf but any sport is to um is to qualify for the olympic team and then eventually medal and you know they, there's a pretty solid uh South Korean male golf contingency out there with, uh, you know, with the aforementioned players that, that you had said that he's no guarantee to even make it. But, you know, obviously that's an extra motivation from now until when they pick the team um, that hopefully, first of all, that there is going to be the Olympics. That they are going to take place this year. And secondly, that he makes the team. And then finally that he can, you know, he can end up meddling because he's got the game, you know, M's got the game and, I, I find this really compelling that uh, they're not only playing for their their golfing careers, but it's it's seems to be so much bigger than that. Yeah, it it's 
probably the fifth major and, and maybe even the, the top uh, top sort of events that he'll be playing in this year if he if he makes the team. Um, so Siwoo outlasts Patrick Cantley. And uh, Johnny, I, I to me this event as far from a betting uh, perspective, it became the live betting bonanza, at least for me. Um, I couldn't believe some of the live numbers that I was finding uh, from Friday afternoon. I guess through Saturday afternoon, um, I found Paul Casey when he was, I think, in the top 40 early in this round Friday, and he was torching the front nine. I found him at plus 20,000. Um, so I grabbed him at that number, hoping he could make a run. He did a little bit, but never got in serious contention. And then I got Patrick Cantlay. Um, about midday through Saturday, he started on the back nine, and I saw that he was, I think, four under through his through the back nine. And, and the back nine was playing a lot tougher on Saturday. And at that time, he was only six shots back making the turn and starting the front nine. And I, I looked, and I was just kind of curious, and there he was at plus 10,000, and I, I couldn't believe it. Um, so I grabbed him at that number, and then he did what I was hoping he would do. He played the front nine and four under the rest of the way, and he gets within three shots. And then we saw what he did yesterday, and he, he torches the front nine again, gets into contention, he makes a ridiculous putt on 18, which it kind of feels like he's going he's gonna to force a playoff. And he, he goes one ahead, but then uh, Siwoo birdies 16, uh, the par 5, and then he, he, he makes a great putt on 17 to take the lead, and it just was crushing to me. Um, <laughs> but two points here, live betting. We give you we give you our pre-tournament picks, and there's obviously extreme value in that because if you we find someone early on that they – they climb the board early on, you're not going to find a great live number on them. So there is obvious the obvious pre-turn uh, value uh, on what the, the guys we give you. But uh, a lot of these books, especially uh, points bet, is the one where I found a couple of them, and then later on bet MGM. Sometimes they're slow to update their numbers, and uh, especially in an event where it's wide open and there's a bunch of different guys that could win, it seems like these books are slow to update their numbers. Um, so let me get to Patrick Cantley though. Um, this guy kind of feels like he's in that second echelon of, uh, I don't want to say superstars, but he's, he's kind of below the, the DJ, the, the Rory's, uh, Justin Thomas, those guys, he's kind of the next class. He's got three wins. Um, he's never going to be a superstar, even if he wins a lot, because he just doesn't have that personality that is, you know, maybe that attractive to just the common fan. But the guy has no weaknesses. He's really good throughout the bag. And uh, it just seems like he's due for a monster season. Um, your, your thoughts on uh, Cantley? I, I've loved his golf game since since college, really. I mean, he uh, uh, was a really decorated uh, amateur player right before turning pro. And due to injuries and, and personal tragedies, uh, he basically had to go a couple years there, you know, repairing his body, uh, repairing his mind, and um, you know, went through just a lot of things there. And you're, we're seeing the guy that, you know, that probably could have came out a few years earlier had had you know something like that, you know, had had, had these things not going on here, like. You, know, you look at these guys like Matthew Wolf and uh, Colin Murakawa and Justin Thomas, guys who have come out of college 
um, being able to win events within their first couple of years, it's just a little bit slower for him. But he's got the game, and he, he like you said, he's got no weaknesses. Um, he he's a just I mean good solid player, and you know it it, it kind of surprises me that he's only won the the three times. I mean he's still he's still a fairly young guy and everything, and I think I think with the injuries he probably doesn't play nearly as much as he wants to. So you're not going to see him at, you know, 28, 29 events um, throughout the year. He's going to play a lot less than that. So, you know, the finishes may not be there. But as for uh, a golf course makeup, uh, what fits his game, all golf courses. I mean, he can, uh, you know, he, he's got he's got the all-around game where he can he can score pretty well. And, and I, I like it because he's just kind of like that, that – that, very business-like with his approach, and you know he's he's not very flashy. doesn't Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. And and uh, you know it's just it seems like if he can just win an event here and and string four rounds together, that that might start to where he can get a you know two three four win season. Um, I'm I'm hoping that'll be this year, or if not, you know within the next couple of years. I think he's going to be an absolute killer in, in the Ryder Cup for the next two or three uh, editions of the Ryder Cup. I just think he's got mm-hmm. the mentality, and that's not a guy you'd want to play in match play because he doesn't give you anything. Um, kind of talking about that superstar kind of idea, you know, with his personality. Um, how is he any different, though, than, say, like Ricky Fowler, besides, you know, what what Rick wears and, and the commercials? I mean, if you listen to his interviews, he doesn't – really say much ever he never has and Cantley is the same way um it's kind of interesting the branding when you look at it from from that standpoint because uh really they're, they're two guys that are quiet they go about their business they they seem likable but one's considered a superstar who doesn't win doesn't he hasn't played well in a while and then the other guy is a top 10 player who's ascending and you know he's kind of considered you know boring and not a guy you'd like to watch play. Um, I don't know. That just seems weird to me. Yeah, I, you know, it's just it's. I think it's. You look at any sport. I mean, it's just the marketability of of certain um, men and women. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, some may have a little bit of a personality or a little bit of sense of humor or the you know, a little bit better looking or or you know the way the way they play the game might be a little flashier. And it just may appeal to, you know, to, to different people. But, I mean, you look at Patrick Cantley, he's just like the most normal-looking dude that there is with with zero personality. I mean, there's like none. And I'm sure the guy's like probably, you know, if you get him around his, his friends or his family, whatever, he's probably a funny guy. You know, he's one of those guys who doesn't say much and then, and then he could be the, you know, the, the funny guy in, in his group. But, yeah, he just doesn't do that. And a guy like... Fowler with uh, you know the you know how he kind of came out of college there pretty pretty uh, um, famous there with uh, with the looks with the hat with the hair with you know the, the golf swing and everything and it just you know he was just a, probably was more marketable on on that aspect but you know just to each their own I guess another guy that's pretty marketable but for some reason we're we're, we're doing the same song and dance with him. It's every time he's in contention, and I don't know what to make of this anymore. I really don't. It's it's almost incomprehensible that he can't win. 
Um, but I'm talking about Tony Finau. He's he's mm. in contention once again, and uh, it's not like he played poorly at all. Um, he shot 68, and he he just gets lapped by Siwoo 64. So I'm not expecting him to go shoot 64 and win, but it just feels like at some point I want to see him make a putt that really matters on Sunday. And I feel like every time he's in this situation, he misses the ones that really matter. And uh, I think it happened on seven yesterday. He sticks it to three feet, four feet, misses it, um, dumps it in the water on 11, uh, you know, kind of unnecessarily. And and that was it. And um, I I just I don't obviously he's a top twenty player. Uh, that's that's you know not even arguing. But everyone else in the top twenty has at least one win in the last five years. And uh, this guy puts himself in in contention so much that you know that the talent's there. Um, but something's missing, and something's missing on Sunday. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, what do you think it is? Well, I mean, well, first, I mean, anybody who's seen Tony Finau in, you know, on the golf course, you know, on TV or, or in interviews, whatever, you, I mean, if you don't like Tony Finau, I, 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 I don't think there's any reason for, for ever thinking that the dude is just, seems like pretty, pretty phenomenal guy, you know, good personality and whatnot. I just don't think he's got that, that want where you know that that uh, sunday thing where he just wants to to tear your throat out and and stomp by you like you look at like justin thomas and and patrick reed and i mean of course tiger um you know these guys i mean look at the scores on on, on uh, this last week here i mean you had to shoot really really low and they're all bunched together and everything like that so you know Fino, I think I saw a, a score when he's like leading or in the final group or, or, or top five or something like that. His scores are between like 68 and 72. So he's never shot lower than 68, which, you know, you've got to do that to win here on the PGA Tour, obviously. And you've got to come out with that 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 killer attitude where you're going to shoot 64, but you may shoot 75. And, and it's good to have that consistency, um, but... And that'll make you a lot of money throughout your career, you know, not, yeah. not shooting 75s. But he just, I don't know, it's just, it hasn't clicked yet to where he's got that uh, um, attitude. And maybe that's that's just not him, I don't know. But th- there's never there's never that fire that you see from some of these guys on a Sunday, you know, that, uh, that, no. that I, think, I think he just lacks it. I mean, because he's got the physical game. He's always had that. I mean, since, oh, since yeah. he's been a little yeah. kid and whatnot. But it's just, it, to be a professional athlete, whether it's, you know, the NBA or whether it's the NFL and or, or, or the PGA Tour, I mean, you've got to have that extra gear. And he just, it's there, I think. He just, he just hasn't found it yet. Most top tens <clears throat> since 2017 without a win. Finau has 35 since 2017 without a win. Uh, wow. Next on that list, another guy that can't win, Tommy Fleetwood, a 16. So he's got 19 more top 10s than the next guy on the list since 17. Those are the guys that haven't won. I mean, I, I, you're right. He, he, he looks the part. 
he, he gives golf a good name. He he's an athlete. He he's in that Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka mold of guys that look like they just look they just look the part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone wants to see him win. I guess what's frustrating to me is 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 seeing it it, it it's the same refrain every time. And uh, at some point, I just I just want to see him get upset. We've talked about yeah. this before with football coaches. You know, we we're we're not a huge fan of the Jim Caldwells of the world who kind of just you know let things happen and then they continue mm-hmm. to happen and there's no there's just, there's just no reaction out there, right? Yeah. And from the sideline and you know, I I'm not saying I want to see my coach be fiery like a like a John Gruden, but I want to see some emotion at some point. And with Finau, I kind of want to see him act like he's pissed off. After after the round when he when he talks to the media, and instead he you know yesterday he gives the typical response you know I played well and you know of course I'm frustrated but I you know I have confidence going to happen that kind of thing I want to I want to see some fire him uh, in him more and I want to I want this to upset him and and maybe that's just not him and that's possible like you said uh, maybe his personality he's wired differently. I mean, he has made over twenty million dollars, so it's not like this is going, this is going bad for him. But um, I just want to see, I want to see a different reaction out of him. Um, and I'm going to talk about him for this week later on, because I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't make, you can't find someone's game that fits this course any better, really, than Fino. Um, but do I have confidence in him to to win a tournament? No, I don't. And uh, Sunday's round just kind of backs that up. Um, Moving on, uh, we had uh, Terrell Hatton, who is on fire, um, has been for a while. He won um, Abu Dhabi, uh, the Euro Tour event, uh, Sunday morning. Um, come, comes from behind beats Rory, and it was never really close on Sunday. And uh, this guy is kind of the opposite of Finau. He's probably less talented, and um, – but he just finds a way to win, and uh, when he gets the putter going, he becomes really tough to beat. And uh, I think I saw, did he get to number five in the world after winning? Number five in the world, yep. Yeah. Four wins since uh, January 2019. Um, I think he and DJ had the most wins in that time period. So this guy's elevated his status to one of the best players in the world, um, surefire Ryder Cupper. And uh, obviously, he's he's known for his for his uh, outbursts, and they're hilarious. And it, I think it makes him kind of endearing and kind of fun to root for because he's relatable. Um, yeah, I the only the, what I want to see from Hatton now is I want to see him contend for a major. Yes, I it, you 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 were exactly correct. He is like the opposite Tony Fino. You know, tall, athletic, in shape. You know. All of that, you know, good swing and all that stuff. Tyrrell Hatton is is not. He's short. He's a little stocky. He's he just he walks around and like his underwear is a size too small. So he just has just kind of aggravated by everything. <laughs> and I think that is really and him actually learning how to ch- channel that aggravation in his golf game is actually what has made him. Um, win these events and I think that's that's what Fino needs to do is is he's he's Hatton's always had that little bit of a uh, little bit of an edge there or frustration or whatever you want to call it that attitude but now he's finally learned how to channel that 
and and use it when he needs to use it and and kind of hide it um, and not let it bug him when you know when he's in contention because at the at the event um, McElroy started out uh, on Sunday uh, uh, pretty good there I think he birdied the first two of the first three holes or something like that and Hatton just kind of was uh, was solid and, and and everything like that throughout the round waited till he got the putter going was very very patient and then and then uh, just kind of waited for McElroy to falter and and you know, won another event there, but he's won on in America. Now he's won mm-hmm. a big event in Dubai. There, good player. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be a just awful to play in the Ryder Cup. I already know that, so you know you can count on him for three and a half or four points there, probably just because of of you know who he is now. But yeah, he's he's fun to watch, and if if anybody has. T- Twitter or follows the European tour on Twitter. It, they just did a video uh, with like an anger management thing. It's a it's a six minute video and it's it's awesome. Kind of featuring him and it's just it's unbelievably good. So good. Uh, yeah, that, I, I saw that Sunday morning. I, I died. It was it was yeah. great. It's got you know what Poulter, uh, Matt Wallace, yeah. uh, Stenson's in there, uh, and obviously Hatton. Eddie Pepperell, clear. who's who's just a, yeah Pepperell. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Eurotour puts out amazing content, and they've done a, a lot of these. And uh, then you get the PGA Tour tweeting about living under par and you know things like that. And um, you know, I guess they'll continue to do their thing. And the Eurotour will be kind of fun and innovative. And uh, you know, we'll well hopefully hopefully once uh, now that the PGA Tour is is um, teaming up with uh, the European Tour, probably called PGA Tour Europe, I would imagine. Hopefully, they keep that that. That uh, tournament staff, the social media people, the the promotional people, because what the European Tour does is is phenomenal. In not only in social media, but just the ideas for events, like like literally, like they could they could take a fan suggestion about something stupid to do it during a tournament, and European Tour would be like, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. Let's give it a try, you know. And, and they end up pulling off, and usually it works. They they had the one event with the uh, with like they were timing their shots right like they had like a yeah I forget yeah, how had, long it was uh, to hit but yeah yep yep and the, and they still shot you know double digits under par or the winner there but yeah they had a shot clock um, that uh, was right next to the golfer there and they only had I don't know it was like fifteen seconds or something like that to hit the shot and and they they've done that they've played uh, um, some weird events where they've kind of finished under the lights and. Um, they, they've got all sorts of great ideas that they'll try anything and, and to to drum up some interest and whoever they've got doing that kind of stuff is is pretty incredible and they really promote their players um, like in this European tour video like uh, the anger management video they do stuff like that they'll have uh, the one cl- or the, the the challenge where they've got to play the par three where they've got 14 clubs it's one versus one and and then each they rotate who hits a shot and then once that guy uses that club like a seven iron you can't use that and it's whoever hits the most greens in regulation and, and they do those and it's just it's just such good stuff it's such great content yeah i mean a lot of it is contrived and it's you know kind of quirky and you kind of got to buy into it but i give them credit because they realize it's this is an entertainment product and yeah. uh you know they're 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 
they're keeping an eye on that as well as you know sort of the competitive aspect and i give them credit for trying new things some some of it may not have worked and uh some of it's weird <laughs> but some of it's it's kind of fun too uh it'd be kind of cool to see the tour adopt at least at least sort of that creative nature and do something different uh, throw an event yeah. in or two that's you know that's more than just what they do down at the zurich which is you know the, the team competition do do mm-hmm. like a do like a mixed tour with the LPGA tour or something. Um, it would just, it would be kind of fun to see something different out there. Um, all right. So we got the farmer's insurance open this week. Uh, we've, we've both talked about how this is, this is a favorite event. It it feels like a big event. I would say normally in the past the the field is a little bit stronger depth wise, uh, than it has been this year. It's still a really good field. Uh, we still got players like Rom McElroy, um, Xander's playing this week, uh, Finau. So there, there is some top players. Uh, I, in the past, Tiger would normally play this event. You know, sadly, we talked about that last week, how yeah. he will miss this event. Um, this is a long golf course. It's uh, sort of your your, your bomber's paradise. Um, and thick rough, uh, Poana greens, and uh, some of the metrics we were talking about today is, is – as far as statistically who to look at to potentially bet on. I really valued strokes gained off the tee. Um, I really think there is, is value to picking guys that can, can really get it out there. Uh, it's not to say that you can't win here without that because it's been done. If you look at a guy like Brant Snedeker, who's had a ton of success, uh, it just it's the oddest fit, but he puts Poa po really well. Yeah, but he he's one. He's one, this whole decade he's played amazing there. A couple wins, um, but he's not a long hitter at all. Um, but tr- more more times than that, we've seen long hitters win here recently. We've seen Rom get his first win here. We've seen Jason Day win twice. Um, so this this course tends to favor longer hitters. Um, and uh, another thing that I looked at, and I, for this could be right or wrong, is I really looked at strokes gained around the grain um, or just short game in general, um, guys that can really get the ball up and down from this thick rough around the green. Uh, I think it's going to be really challenging, and we don't know how it's going to play. Uh, I think if these greens firm up at all, you're going to see just a lot of missed greens, so you're going to need guys that can can really get get the ball up and down. Um, and there's, there's a lot of ball strikers I like, but there's but they – their short games really scare me. So, and I'll talk about a couple of those guys later that I'm kind of maybe avoid that I would normally gravitate to. Um, is there anything you're looking at this week? I'm going to look at something similar. Um, there'll be a little bit with the, with the course history, like you said, with, with Snedeker there. But I, I think that, that, uh, yeah, you got to hit it long. I mean, the course is at sea level, 7,700 yards that they play three of the four rounds on and, and um, they're going to miss a lot of greens because they're going to have a lot of, a lot of long irons going into uh, par fours. And with that, generally you're going to miss more greens. So your, your short game, your chipping and your pitching has got to be pretty good. And you got to be able to make, uh, you know, six footers on these Polanta greens. These Polanta greens, for those who don't, you know, know, know golf a ton, they're, they get kind of bumpy. And, and you've got to be able to hit putts firm and, and uh, on you know, you got to hit him a certain way to make him consistently, and that's that's always the case at Torrey Pines. Is late in the day on Saturdays and Sundays, the greens get pretty bumpy there. So, I'm going to also look at the uh, around the green. I'm also going to look at off the tee. 
um, you know, those are the two, like you said, um, I think that we really, really want to focus on this week. And the last few editions of this, it's it's not it's not out of nowhere winners. It's guys that are kind of at the top of the sport. Um, yeah. Going going back to to, to Rom's win in seventeen, uh, you know, Rom Day, uh, Justin Rose. We had Leishman last year. Um, so I, I I'm not trying to be top heavy with my picks, but I'm I'm gonna be looking at guys with that pedigree. Um, so to speak, the guys that, that can really elevate their game and, and win these bigger events. Um, Leishman is actually a guy that I want to talk about because I think he's, he's kind of an interesting guy that could, could repeat. Um, let's get into the odds real quick here. Um, so we'll talk about the guys that are first uh, under, and we'll just go under 2,500. So there's five guys that are on, on DraftKings that are under plus 2,500. John Rahm at, at plus 710. Uh, Rory at plus 875, Xander at plus 12, uh, Finau plus 1700, Harris English at plus 22. Having a hard time understanding the uh, the Finau number compared to Harris English for a guy that just won and has been playing great for six months. Yeah, I mean, Finau is, is, is always going to have that really, really, really low number and it's one that you, you you basically you can't touch it until he you can't. until he proves you can't. that he's going to win. I mean, I love him at plus four fifty top five. Love it. I mean, I think he can easily finish top five, top ten even plus two fifty. I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty valuable bet there. But plus seventeen hundred uh, pre tournament is just not good for a guy who, I mean, let's face it, is, is probably unfortunately not gonna not gonna win the event. I hope he proves me wrong and does win the event. But I just I can't lay my hard-earned money on a guy who I mean that's implying that he's got the fourth best chance to win. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I could find plenty of golfers who I think have a better chance to win than he does. Yeah, I just think at this point it's you just got to see it, and then and then once you see it, maybe, maybe the floodgates open. But until yeah. you see it, it's hard to bet. Um, are you touching Rom McIlroy or, or Xander? Um, I'm. I'm going to consider Rom. That is really bad odds, plus seven ten. Um, he he plays this golf course so well. He still he has is with the equipment switch going to Callaway from TaylorMade. That is not when they switch when a pro switches golf balls. It generally takes a little bit longer just because the ball is the biggest, most challenging thing to switch than let's say a driver or you know or a putter or something like that. So I consider that. Rory, not yet. Rory is trending the right way, but he is trending, though, for um, the Players' Championship and for Augusta. Played good in Dubai uh, this, this last week, except for Sunday. Uh, so he's going to have the long flight over, the time change and everything. He's going to be playing this week, and I heard he's going to play next week and possibly the week after um, at Pebble. Um, but, no, I'm not going to touch him. Xander, though, plus 1,200. I've got to take a long look at that. Um, haven't decided yet, but those odds are pretty short. But this is, again, like we've talked about before. Don't you think, I mean, Xander can kind of fit all golf courses. And him being a SoCal boy, I mean, didn't he play high school matches here, I think, at, uh, at Torrey Pines? So, I mean, he's got, he's got that, that confidence on the golf course. Um, I know it's changed a lot since he's been, you know, been in high school and whatnot, but... Um, 
I, I'm going to wait on basically those top five. Uh, Rom, McElroy, Xander, Finau, and English as win bets. Um, I like Finau top five. And I've got to take a look and see how Thursday, Thursday and Friday look. I think before I, I lay any money. I mean, are you are you gonna you gonna bet any of these guys pre-tournament? Uh, yeah, I I don't plan to. Um, Rom's got too many question marks, like you said, the equipment, and he he just withdrew. Uh, but oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just withdrew from, uh, from the American Express. Yeah, I, I I couldn't remember if it was last week or the week before, yeah, but uh, week. yeah, the American Express. I guess it was some workout related injury, so it's kind of weird. Um, okay, that's something uh, to take a look at then. Yeah, so I too many too many question marks, and, and, and obviously, it's the course that he plays wonderfully. He finished second last year, in addition to the win in seventeen. Um, so I I don't I don't have a doubt that he could contend, but I just don't feel good. You know, at that number, uh, Rory for the same reasons. I, I, I'm just, I don't know about his mentality right now. It just seems like he's in this state of mind where, you know, these tournaments are kind of not going his way. It didn't go his way, uh, you know, Sunday uh, when Hatton overtook him, and uh, I, I don't know. This is a course that again sets up great for him as long as he can he can get it up and down from when it, when he misses the greens if his short game's in shape he should be in the mix but I I don't feel good at plus eight seventy five and um, if there was any one of the five it would be Xander at plus twelve hundred but that's a little low for me I'll probably wait on him as well um, the guys that really offer something to me are are kind of in that the, the twenty five to plus 5,000 range. There's a few of them. Um, got guys like Hideki, uh, Pat Reed, Hovland, Wolf, Day, uh, Billy Horschel at plus 3,500. I don't get that. Uh, Siwoo at plus 35. Scheffler. Brooks Kepka plus 3,650. Man, I haven't seen him that low in wow. a long time. Uh, Sanjay at that same number. Leishman at plus 4,150. Adam Scott at plus 4,500. There's a lot of guys in there um, that offer something, and uh, I don't know if if any one sticks out to me more than the other. Give me a name or two that you like in there. This is the I think this is the the, the group where the winner is going to come out of. I, I think those of the group of guys that you mentioned, um, I'm going to put bets on Jason Day. And yep. this is kind of a weird event, though, for Jason Day to, to want to bet him because he really hasn't played very uh, much recently. No. However, um, he's won the event twice before on a long rest. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think that just because he plays plays it real good, he, he's pretty good off the tee. He's got a very, very, very good short game. So if he can, you know, if he can hit some greens, I think he's going to be in contention. Um, but... Plus thirty five hundred is pretty good number for me, and I, I think I'm going to lay a little bit on him. The other name um, I'm looking at here of that group, um, I think if did we mention Adam Scott? I think Adam Scott's got a pretty good number. At yeah, plus we got Adam Scott. Yeah. yeah, not a very good putter, really good <laughs> off the tee, really good iron player. Um, so, but uh, he's he's I think he's going to win this year, and I. I'm hoping he's going to win this spring. Um, seems to be in a little bit more contention in the last year or so, and, and 
I like the Aussie players in uh, in January because, like I said on a previous podcast that we've done, this is their summertime, so they're a little bit more used to, to peaking their game in January and February, uh, or December, January, February. So this yeah. is kind of just a more natural time for him to be playing well. So I like that number at plus 4,500. I'm going to throw a little bit on, on him and, like I said, Jason Day. I'm with you on Day. I, I think you you just you almost kind of have to take a chance and hope he doesn't get injured midway through the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, was it in Vegas, one of the Vegas events where he was in the mix going into Sunday and then he had to withdraw? Uh, gonna, yeah, that was. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, check one on of that. Them, one of them he did. Yeah, that's just like I mean, <laughs> it's a, you. You take your chance. You you got you got a bullet in the chamber when you bet on him because you know he could withdraw on a Sunday if he felt if he feels like it. I mean, it's he's not gonna mess around with that. So you do take your chances if you bet him. But um, I do do like him at that number though. Yeah, I mean, it, it is his first start of the year, but it, it's a long rest, and uh, you, you kind of go off of course history here. Um, I, I'm interested in the Adam Scott pick. I just, I, I'm a little worried about his, his not just his putter, but his around the game, or around the green game. Um, his chippy numbers aren't great this year, but I mean, it's it's limited limited starts. Uh, but yeah, you gotta love, you gotta love the ball striking with him, and at the number, it's, it's a pretty good one. Um, I'm gonna go back up to to uh, Patrick Reed, and uh, I, I'm surprised that I've talked myself into this, but I, I've done it a little bit throughout throughout the podcast, kind of looking at the numbers. Um, he's at plus 2,500. He puts Poa greens better than anyone the last three years on tour. He is one of the better chippers on tour, and uh, as long as he can manage his ball striking and. Uh, He's he's actually not bad off the tee. Uh, I think he hits enough fairways, and he's he's not he's not long, but he's not short either. Um, <clears throat> I kind of like his total game for a course like this, a, a major championship caliber test. Uh, and, and I feel like Reed's kind of do. And when he wins, he wins big events. Um, he really does. Yeah. Um, so I I'll, I'll take a I'll take a a bite on Reed at plus twenty five hundred. Two guys that I want to bet, or at least I'm interested in, are Hovland and Wolf at Wolfland. Uh, Wolfland. Hovland is at plus 3050. Wolf's at plus 3400. Uh, both these guys are great drivers of the ball. Uh, Hovland hits more fairways. Wolf is longer. Um, uh, I just don't trust either one with the short game this week. Uh, I still might take a might might take a chance on Wolf because I just if he has one of those weeks where he's hitting the ball so well that he hits enough greens where it doesn't matter, um, it, it could be the case. So I might take a chance on him. And uh, Leishman at plus forty one fifty, he's been playing a lot better the last couple of months. Defending champion, probably not a win bet for me, but plus eight hundred for a top five would be interesting. Um, so in that range, Day, Patrick Reed, and uh, maybe Matt Wolf for me. Um, yeah, I, I do like Wolf over Hovland. Um, Hovland is, is an admitted terrible poor short game. I mean, he's he has said. I mean, he's a pretty good putter, but he's he can't chip the ball, and he's admitted it uh, many times. So I would definitely watch those two guys live betting throughout the the, the week. There, um, check those guys out, and then also look at Hideki Matsuyama. I don't think he's worth a pre-tournament bet, but he is hitting the ball really, really, really good. 
he's putting just okay, and he's always not. He's always been a really just kind of below average putter. So, but if he keeps hitting the ball well and he gets a week and uh, where he's making some putts there, uh, watch him as well. He's fifth tee to green in this field, um, 129th in putting. Um, man, Achilles heel there. Uh, but yeah. He hits it well enough. Where, it, it, where he like I said, just just look for him for a live bet. I mean, if he if he gets it in contention, the thing is with with Hideki though, is he can go out and shoot 60, 64, 65 on the south course, which is the tougher one, and then he could back it up with a with a seventy four or seventy five and shoot himself out of contention. So that's why it's like it's tough for him to to, to pre tournament bet him because getting four good rounds where he could putt decent is is always a, a struggle with him. Uh, last week in the plus 5,000 to 10,000 range, uh, I think I gave you – I did give the you one pick that I liked, and he, he really had a good chance to win on Sunday. That was Cameron Davis. I think he was plus 9,000 last week, so I was I was riding that as long as it could go. Uh, he finished third. He's at plus 7,000 this week. Uh, I think he's proven that he, he he's, he's a caliber player that this course would, would fit him well. Um, Long driver, uh, I think he's still, you know, kind of figuring out the putting, the short game, uh, but you know he might be someone to take a take a chance on a plus seven thousand. Uh, there's a couple other guys in this this plus five thousand to ten thousand range that are, are really solid names. Um, who's a couple you like in this one? Um, well, starting at the top with the plus five thousand, Ryan Palmer, uh, just good solid player. I don't. Th- he's not going to win this event, but he always seems to play pretty decent here. Um, might be looking at a, a top ten or top twenty bet on him. Um, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, the other guy, I'm not surprised at, but I, I love the number is Gary Woodland. Um, he mm-hmm. played pretty good last Saturday. Um, I, I don't know how, how he ended up finishing though. I, I think he just kind of had an average Sunday round there. Um, at, at the American Express, but maybe he's getting a little bit, a uh, little bit healthier. Um, he hits the ball long, good ball striker. Um, you know, okay, short game, but he's won a U.S. Open, and this is this is a you know U.S. Open golf course, but hasn't done much as far as producing results in the last six, eight, ten months or whatever it's been. But I, I think he's trending, and I don't know if he's worth a win bet, but maybe he's worth a keep an eye on uh, thing or a top ten or top twenty bet. Because plus seven thousand, you know, yeah. for a major champion there recently, and, and a guy who looks to be uh, hopefully coming into form a little bit better um, is pretty good to me. He, I, I saw he did talk about how good he was feeling after after Sunday's round. I think he finished top twenty, um, so he he did have a good week last week. Um, any interest in Corey Connors plus seven thousand? Not not a not a pre tournament bet, although he he kind of comes out. I mean, he's had some good finishes and kind of comes out of out of nowhere there. And, and um, you know, when he, it seems like when you expect him to play well, he he doesn't really really do that. But yeah. he's got the game that could that could kind of do something there. But just can't. I don't know, he's a guy. I'm gonna. I got. I have written down on my notebook to 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 watch him this week and see how uh, see how his first couple rounds go. Yeah, tee to green, one of the best, and uh, yeah. around the green, 
and then especially on the green, not not great. Uh, Ricky Fowler plus seven thousand. Rick Rick got better last week. He did. He did made some equipment uh, tweaks with his with his irons and and really I think his first like eighteen holes or first sixteen holes something like that. He was really bad. He was looking like he was going to miss the cut. And, Turned it on, shot 66, I think, on Friday, and, and uh, ended up having a good event. Um, you know, he, he could be he could be trending. He's not ready for a win, I don't think, at this point. But if he can start to string three or four rounds that are pretty good together, um, you know, he's a guy worth, you know, looking out for, at least, I would think. Yeah, I, I, I think he's worth monitoring. I, I don't know. He's never played great in, in this event. But he did make some ground up last week. He played really well the last uh, three rounds, and and for a guy that's struggling, that's some sometimes that's you just need something, and and maybe yep. he found something. Um, another guy that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at at plus seven thousand Will Zalatoris. Um, who knows? This could be like his his John Rahm event of 2017 when Rahm had his coming out party and won uh, won this event. I think Zalatoris has has the makeup to be a star. Uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be here, but I, I think he he's gonna have a big year. Um, Jordan Spieth at plus eighty five hundred. Oh my god, <laughs> that is mm. that's insanely. I mean, I, I just I just I mean, haven't seen that number on him. One, yeah, but he's one of the worst drivers of the golf ball. Oh, you for know? sure. I mean, I mean the guy the guy will probably make. Let's see, 36 holes on the north course and the south course. And the north course, by the way, um, they play one round there, uh, Thursday or Friday. And the flip courses on on Friday make the cut, and then both rounds are, uh, weekend rounds are on the south course. So 36 holes, he'll probably make what, 10 birdies, 8 birdies, something like that at least. Yeah, but make sure. how many double bogeys is, is he going to make? I mean, yeah. that's, that's the thing with him is he can't – right now he can't – you know he can't turn a he can't turn a bogey into a par or a double into a par. It's just he he yeah. he could get on these runs and he's he's making putts and you know he'll have a few holes where he keeps it in play and whatnot and then it's just then the then the the wheels fall off for a hole or two and he you know he goes you know bogey double and and kind of shoots himself in the foot there. But it is it, it's it's kind of unfortunate to see him at plus eighty five hundred there, but. It's not wrong though, I don't think, right? Don't you think? No, it's not wrong. I, in fact, if his if he had a different name, he he would be plus one hundred and fifty, or I'm sorry, plus plus fifteen thousand, basically yeah. one hundred and fifty to one. If he had a different name, I mean, he's one hundred and thirty second in the field of one hundred and fifty off the tee, ninety second tee to green. Um, so no, there's nothing good going on right now in his ball striking and and. It, place like this it could really really expose him um uh charles howell down here plus eight thousand um uh, he's he's the west coast king he's he's not gonna win he's not gonna win this event but this guy is just a top 20 machine if you, if you want a this this will sort of be my my top 20 play of the week um charles howell has finished in the top 20 here nine of the last 12 years that's that's pretty damn good, and he's made the cut. That is and, remarkable. And yes. he's made the cut every year since two thousand eight. Uh, tell you, mark it down, Charles Howe for top twenty. Uh, that is, let me 
to that number. Yeah. That is plus 300. Um, that's something I feel really strongly about. He's just, he plays solid here. He, he, and he's, he's played here, you know, for, for quite a long time as, even as a kid growing up. So Charles Howell, top 20, um, Going down the board here, Johnny, this is where we just kind of see names that we like as bombs. I, I will be betting Luke List this week, and so you can give me hell about that. But Luke List did flash I was, I less. Was, I was too, so I'm glad you're, uh, you're getting on the, on the, back on the Luke List train here finally. Well, I saw enough last week where he, he snuck into semi-contention on Saturday, and uh, he bombs it. He, he does strike the ball well. Um, we know about the putting, but, uh, you know, one hot week away. He did chip the ball decently last week, and I know it's a completely different course, but I'll take a I'll take a chance at Luke List at plus eleven thousand. Um, anyone down here in this in this range over over plus ten thousand that you like? Not for not a, for a bomb. Not, not as wind bats. I, I I can't imagine. I mean, you know, there's no. I mean. <laughs> I do like a couple guys, you know, you could look at them in top 10s, top 20, top 30, or top 40. Doug Gim played really good last week. Yeah, we um, talked about him. He's, yeah. he's a good young player. I mean, he was a really good player in college, and maybe he's kind of finding it. And uh, But he played he played really good, and I think he played good on Sunday. So that carryover generally um, mm-hmm. is a good thing for these tour guys. And he's a guy that he's plus 11,000 top 10. I think it's about the best I'd play him, but you could get him at top 30, top 40 um, at that as well. Um, let me see. I really, I mean, for win bets, I, it, it would be Luke List, honestly. I mean, that's, that's actually, I didn't think you were going to say anything about Luke List, so you kind of kind of took my guy there. But Eric Van Royen, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a he's a good player. He's a really good player, gets... and, and he 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 hits it well. And he made a ton of birdies last weekend, or I'm sorry, last last week. But then he'll he'll make four birdies in a row, then make a double or triple. Uh, he's yeah. he's got kind of a weird game where he just throws in a lot of big numbers. But um, I mean, if you're looking for someone that that could catch fire and contend, that's I mean, you're just, you're just looking for guys that that aren't going to make doubles this week. I think I think this is a big thing, where yeah. you, they can. You know, shoot eight, nine under the first couple days, but they, they got to avoid the, the big trouble. Um, uh, any, what, what about JB Holmes down here? Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> seriously, he, I was kind of surprised his number was that big, but I mean, he really hasn't done anything. But he hasn't played. Yeah, but I mean, he he's played this course really well. Yes. Yeah, he's. I don't. I mean, yeah, I'll throw a couple bucks to win on him. Not not much, but I mean, from what that pays out. Yeah, plus eighteen hundred for a top ten. Um, yeah, you get you get kind of into some some goofy stuff down here, but there there are some names that either have played the course well, or have some sort of pedigree that that you could see maybe yeah. top twenty or, or something like that. Andy Ogletree plus plus forty thousand for a win, plus twenty eight hundred for a top ten. Uh, you know, amateur that That's just turned pro. Other than that, Johnny, we we've kind of covered the win bets. Um, maybe we threw in some top tens, top twenties. Anything else you like in addition? Um, well, yeah, we, we've covered these. 
Unfortunately, the, the as of when we're recording this, the tournament matchups are not in yet, so you'll probably have to post them on the Instagram page. I do like playing those as as I've you know I've given a couple out there. Two um, make slash miscut um, bets I like are both miscuts. Um, I'm gonna go Jordan Spieth. He's actually uh, to miss the cut. It's plus one thirty, and like we talked about, his game doesn't really sit hmm. well with that. I, I I'm a little surprised at it being in plus odds, but oh man, me too. You gave the Mickelson bet um, this last week, and and that ended up winning. So, yeah. Um, because it just kind of just made sense, and unfortunately for for Spieth, it, it does. And then also, um, I this is a this is a bet at your own risk because I swear whenever I think about Brooks Kepka, it just fires him up. Any any uh, whenever I fade him, it, he always seems to, to come through. But plus one fifty um, to miss the cut, I'm strongly considering that. If I bet it though. Bet it's the bet at your own risk because that guy seems whatever I don't think he's going to play well seems to seems to play well. Although, like we were talking earlier today, he's got you know I, I think he's got a lot of things going on um, off the golf course you know golf related, but not you know that that may end up uh, kind of hurting his game there. Yeah, plus one fifty. I, I like that he, he he's coming off the miscut last week. I think this course probably fits what he does a little bit better. It's going to play tougher. I think he, he thrives when the, the conditions are tougher. But at plus 150, I, I think it's worth a shot. I love the speed play. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that number is what it is. Um, I, I gave you my favorite top 20 playing Charles Howe. I don't have anything in addition to that, but we'll have a couple matchups we'll put on Instagram. Um, we had a little success with those last week, but we missed a couple as well. Um I think that's going to wrap it for the farmers. Uh, Johnny, hope it's a good week for us. Hope we hope we give you a couple picks here. Uh, if not, I think this is going to be a good tournament. Yeah, looking forward to it. And just remember, any names that we've mentioned, not, you don't have to bet them on Wednesday. You can bet them, you can bet them Saturday morning or Sunday morning. But I, I would just definitely write these down, keep an eye on the leaderboard, and, and if you see a number that you like, put a couple bucks on them, you know, or whatever your, you know, a quarter – quarter bet you know fifth of a bet half bet you know something like that and and get some guys in, so maybe they're in the mix come sunday but looking forward to it this is going to be a great event uh great golf course um looking forward to to seeing uh seeing how it plays out this weekend watch those uh live numbers as we talked about and uh check out the weather it, it gets it gets windy out there wind has affected this tournament quite a few times the last few years uh, see how that might that might factor into Saturday or Sunday. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to the live numbers, and uh, you might find some gold in there. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in once again, uh, supporting the show. Uh, hope you enjoy the farmers, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>